0: All right, is it coming in on top? Today on the show, we have Ben and Dave of the Chewy Center, a Cleveland-based jam band, but not just your regular jam band. They got a flair of metal, um, funk, and freshanteism to their music. The Chewy Center has a new EP out. It's on all streaming platforms, and they've been doing this uh, process of single releases throughout the months of different covers. I met Dave when he played with Grob for their CD, their EP release. Which, uh, if you haven't heard that episode, check those guys out. Grav is a super talented band, and the Chewy Center is equally as talented and deserved to be on that bill. Um, this conversation took place out of studio and in, you know, out of the cat cave. Not really a studio. I don't know what I'm talking about. But we went to the Chewy Center center, which was uh, in um, Dave's basement. And we had a pretty good setup, but the only thing that was troublesome was their heater would go on and off. So in the conversation you're about to hear, um, I did almost everything I could to on my end edit it out but it's just in there so I apologize for the weird hiss you're gonna hear but I I highly I highly uh, um, plead that you listen through this conversation because we get into some deep stuff and this was a really fun this was a really fun Tuesday night We hung out to probably around midnight and um, you just got into got into music writing music, OCD, how music helps and like uh, just the Chewy Center of it all. Before we before we dive into the conversation, we're going to listen to a track from the Chewy Center. This is their rendition of Funkadelic's uh, "Red Hot Mama." The Chewy Center, Red Hot Mama, their take on the Funkadella Classic. Uh, their EP is out now on all streaming platforms. Before we get into our conversation, if you can like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast and all the podcast platforms, it helps me keep talking to cool artists and sharing their insights with you. And with that being said, we're going to get to the Chewy Center of it all. Here's my conversation with Dave and Ben. First time in yeah. uh, years. I love I uh, Like the, the acapella group? Okay.
1: I'm a huge fan of them <laughs> And uh, my voice was always deep So uh, I can sing like bass notes And their old bass singer was Fucking amazing
0: Wait, Are you like into like Acapella
1: shit? No I used to be like, okay. in college, uh, Were like, you I in like a group? a group? I tried But uh, like I'm like hey guys This is what we're gonna do We're gonna get together Here's the sheet music Learn your shit They never did So I'm just like alright Literally <laughs> fuck you guys Where'd you so, go? Uh, Bowling Green
0: Okay. Yeah. Do you know uh, Trino leaves? Ooh. Uh. What college? Uh. They went to Bowling Green.
1: Yeah, no. Sorry. Like. Uh. What? Like business, music school, uh, uh, art.
0: I don't know what Dustin went for. Art. He. Uh. I know he went to Bowling Green, but like Trino leaves would play a lot at Howards and stuff.
1: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Band.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The band
1: Trino leaves. B- uh. Billy Gruber. Yeah. Holy fuck! Yes. <laughs> Billy was my dude.
0: What was it that's Holy awesome? Shit. Yes. Yeah, it's a small world, man.
1: wait a minute, do you, uh I have not talked to Billy in years. Do you still know him? Uh yeah, well,
0: I, uh, we did this, something with Trino Leaves not too long ago and I just did a podcast with no Dustin. Shit. Yeah, yeah, for their like um Trino Leaves put out this crazy like um comic album. Yeah. Like it's really dope. Oh,
1: I gotta check that out.
0: So uh Damn, so, yeah. I gotta hit Billy up again. Alright, well, we're doing it. This is dope. That was perfect way to come Holy into this. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Soft open. Soft open, or hard open, I don't know. Chewy Center, and I'm, I'm with Ben and Dave. How's it going? We're here. Yeah, doing good, doing good. Getting ready for Thanksgiving. So want to, um, just so we get our voices, so the listeners know, so we got Dave. Hello. And? That'd be you.
1: That I'm Ben. <laughs> Hi.
0: <laughs> so you went to Bowling Green?
1: I did. Yeah. I did. I did. I went for art.
0: Art? Like, yeah. what, what was the medium?
1: Uh, mine was 3D art with a specifics in, or um, uh, priority in glass blowing. Okay. Actually, like traditional style glass blowing.
0: And you could, uh, you could, like, that's crazy that that's even an option.
1: I know. You know what I mean? Like, that's dope. I didn't think it was an option either until I got there and I saw, because uh, I went for, like, drawing and painting and, uh, until I got to college, I forgot that those weren't the only styles of art. So I'm just like, oh, I gotta try this other stuff. And I was always good with my hands, like building and all yeah. that stuff. So uh I mean I still work construction, kinda sort of. And um Did yeah. you grow Did you grow up in B G? Uh no, no. I could, always uh Parma, dirty pea, born and raised. <laughs> but um the AMRAP? Absolutely. It's uh no, so um Bowling Green was new to me. Um but uh, yeah, so, like, I picked up 3D art, and immediately, this is what I wanted to do. This is fantastic. Um, so, that's what I stuck with. It was a that, good time. Okay. All right. And then, time. when music become, like, the thing, you were just doing a cappella shit? Uh, music was always kind of sort of a thing for me um, and Dave. Like, we, we uh, met each other forever ago in high school. And um, so, you know, we would be in, like, a, a praise band. Uh, if you've listened to us before, we've talked about that. That's our way of escaping the uh in mass. Like so. you, we went to Catholic school, so okay.
2: you had to go to, like, school mass once every few weeks. And hmm. depending on the priest they got, it yeah. could be, like, a quick 50 or it could be, like, a two-and-a-half-hour mass. Like, <laughs> yeah. you just never knew. Right. Um, so all the musicians, like, people who played, like, drums and like, guitar and bass and piano or would sing, like— it was it was called Music Ministry, but okay. no one like took it like super seriously. Huh. Like it's yeah, and we just rotated out. And one thing that we did this one song that followed the same chord progression is Through Glass by Stone Sour. So <laughs> Ben, myself, and our bass player Nate were just playing the backing music of St- <laughs> of Through Glass during this Jesus song, and, and it worked so well. That was the first time we ever <laughs> played together. Well.
0: <laughs> so. Let's kind of build up to this this mass music. Um, so, Ben, when did, when did you start playing? Was drums the first?
1: Drums? No. Uh, so I went through... I don't know if I've actually ever talked about that one. Um, so I always kind of liked the idea of playing music. Yeah. Um, but uh, when it came down to what to play, that was a different story. Like, you know, uh, one of the first options was piano you know okay uh so parents got me a keyboard and i was messing around with that uh never took a lesson because i threw the keyboard away immediately like i was just like nah this isn't cool so (laughs) um put that away i was this is still grade school and uh people were going around for you know the grade school like hey if anyone wants to try an instrument you know we got like a kind of sort of music program like and so like all right if you want to like raise your hand if you want to play it so you know i'm like all right yeah sure And uh, they said, all right, we have, like, you know, flute, we have this, we have that. And I chose flute for some reason. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be cool. You're a flute guy. And I'm a flute guy. (laughs) And uh, so they're like, okay, cool. So we have this mouthpiece, like, you know, try to blow into it. We'll see, like, how well you do. And uh, I got the hang of it. And they're like, actually, that was pretty good, you know. Like, maybe you could do this.
0: Flute's hard.
1: Flute's hard. Because you got to, like, angle that shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're blowing at it sideways. It's really, really weird. Um, and so like, yeah, like, you know, like, you know, this could, you know, be something uh, you can do. And then, uh, later, like, you know, they gave us a slip, like, hey, you still want to do this? I said, no. So, um, (laughs) gave up on flute immediately. And, uh, there were always things like, you know, guitar would be cool. I had a guitar for a little bit, never really did much with that. You were made Um, to be a drummer, Ben. That's the weird thing. Cause like, you know, and I did have a bass, so I do know how to play like the basics of bass. Um... And that's where like my rhythm experience kind of sort of came in. But I noticed even in grade school I was always like tapping my feet and like my fingers and stuff, and um, never thought of drums. But then I decided to do it because I heard the "Down with the Sickness" from Disturbed like drum intro. Yeah. And I was like, that's dope. <laughs> so um, Christmas morning, two thousand eight, I think it was. My parents got me. Uh, I still have a couple of pieces that I use for that practice kit. Yeah. Uh, I have a practice kit right over here.
0: Yeah, we're we're in and, the we're uh, in the ch- we're in the center. We're in the, the center. Of the Chewy Center. And
1: God damn it, is it chewy. It's very chewy. Um, and dusty. And dusty. But, Who knew uh, that they came? <laughs> with,
0: what's dusty is chewy, but.
1: <laughs> but um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, that was my first kit. And I sat down and I played what I rendered as Down With The Sickness, like, immediately. So Dang. I'm just like, okay. hey, for whatever reason, that one's stuck. So um, I, since 2008, I've been playing drums
0: okay all right
1: well, let's we'll put a pin in it and get Absolutely.
0: so dave what what got you in the music what was the uh, was in the family was a guitar you started with it was family so yeah?
2: my mom my mom studied music at bw and like she was in the cleveland opera and yeah? she sings in a big band still uh, okay what's um, the big band it's called swing city big band all right. out of Lorain county <laughs> Sick. They're, they're awesome um so like Show tunes, opera, big band music was like all for my mom, and that's the music I heard first. And then my dad and my stepdad, yeah. Like, if you ask them, like, what's your taste in music, like they wouldn't say rock, they'd say Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> like, they're part of like that it's era different. of dads, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, oh, no so th- that's that was like my foundation. Yeah. And uh, I was in a bell choir in elementary school, okay. and then the bell choir teacher taught piano, so I started piano. And then about 13, I picked up a guitar, and it was always like I never thought I'd, I was just kind of strummed and sang. Yeah. And then like through college, I learned to play a little more. And then once we started playing, like myself, Ben, and our bass player, Nate, that was the genesis of Chewy Center. Yeah. Having played together on and off through the years, I was always like, I'll play guitar till we get a real guitar player and then this never happened so i'm like okay i have to like really (laughs) learn how to do this well um but now i love it like i there's like a really cool community of musicians and like i love that we're a part of it and like you can you like hear your friends playing like in shows and like everybody has their own nuance like Something well, cool about it.
0: No, definitely. And that you do, you play, you you shred, my friend. <laughs> like, Thanks, man. Like, and uh, that so it's interesting that it was a necessity. A lot of times, uh, the 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 lead cat, you know, the the you come in wanting to do that and trying to find people to build it around. Um, I always saw
2: myself as like the lead singer who had to play guitar. And yeah. Now, like I'm finally starting to feel comfortable as like, no, I'm also the guitar player.
0: I do that too. <laughs> That's dope. That's yeah. dope. What was kind of, so kind of, what was like the first couple of steps branching out from, from taking like a, um, cord strummy t- uh, approach? You know what I mean? Cause that's two different mindsets.
2: I, it's it, like, I feel like it's super cliche, but like Frasciante era chili peppers okay. kind of changed everything for yeah. me. I've got the chili pepper asterisk on my arm. Nice. Like,
0: so does Cody. Oh, that's
2: <laughs> to A lot of people. Yeah, but it's a dope
0: tat. And everyone's is. like. Um,
2: but yeah, just there was like this simplicity in it, and, but it was also funky and like he could like just go crazy with it. And then I got into his solo records. Yeah, like all the ones he kind of recorded like during his second tour with the chili second tour of duty with the chili
0: Peppers right with like a I mean so many came In, out for that Imperium, s- yeah shadows collide with people The like, record water for 10 days oh, like like all that stuff
2: um so that kind of like I don't know that that was a big influence like definitely the freshanti stuff and then when I got to like my ju- late junior year of college I discovered yeah. um freeze McGee which is like the prog metal jam band. Yeah. And like we're none of us were into jam bands in high school or anything. No. We were into like event Sevenfold and Slipknot. And like we yeah, we still are. <laughs> I was running I was running to a uh, self-titled album on Sunday. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's funny. That that all it, that still slaps. Oh, absolutely. Um but yeah, and like freeze McGee like that's kind of how I like learned more about like the festival band okay. world. And then like the band discs like we kind of Made our own way in it. Yeah. It's like when we started playing, like, people are like, oh, like, you know this fish song? We're like, no.
0: (laughs) 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 What Um, is it? That's, well, one, to speak on the Freshante shit, like, that, those, like, he's just got that approach where it's like, it's kind of BB King-esque. He can make one note sing, you know, and not Mm -hmm. too many people in the rock world do that. A lot of guys, like, shred, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot going on, but Freshante, he'll take like two notes and that's it.
2: Like, I forget who said it, but like, there was some guitar video I was watching where it was like, learn how to play lead. But there was this exercise where it's like, if you really want to learn how to get the most out of it, like, play one note and just like only play that note in different like time intervals and Mm. don't go to another note until you feel like you've earned it.
0: Oh, okay. And like,
2: that's yeah, that's been a really
0: cool practice technique. Because you think, like, I, that also makes me think of that, um, uh, Wanna Be Se- uh, Sedated, the Ramones, yeah. that solo, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, it almost becomes just a rhythmic thing. in like, uh, I think that's a Wootenism too, in like, that groove, uh, groove DVD he's got where he's just talking about playing one note and just lining it up with different rhythms in the pocket. Yeah. But, like, uh, Frasciante, for guitar players, is, like, the Golden... It's the Miles Davis of that sound and that approach. So that's And he's back. I know,
2: and, and he's, he's back. back. Oh, man, Shout that's... Out. I yeah. saw this one meme where somebody was like, Ev- every decade John Frasciante comes out of his apartment and decides whether or not the decade will be good or not.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. Uh,
1: will he be in the band or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, he goes away to decade sucks. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Uh, two things, actually. So, like... um. <laughs> there was one time that Dave, uh, you said something that always kind of stuck with me, um, that, and it was you talking about, uh, for Shanti, and, um, you're like, dude, like, here's the thing, like, you were, it was at a point where I think you were trying to figure out what you were doing with, like, singing and guitar, like, all at the same time, right? And you said something so cool. You're like, dude, like, you know, I think I got to step back a little bit. And, like, instead of trying to, like, go fast or, like, do all these, like, finger, like, you know, crazy things, what I'm going to do is I'm going to learn to, um, like, pull the Freshanti and, like, you know, slow it down, play a note, but play it well. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> oh, shit, okay. Like, that, like, and I was just like. Damn, that's actually like it. Going back to the fundamentals, I love it. Like it, that's some. It's a lifelong practice. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure, for sure. But uh, another thing was like one thing that um really worked with uh, again, just like the uh, beginning trio with uh, me Nate and Dave. Um, so like obviously uh, me and Nate, you know, just by instrument. Nate's are, our bass player. Nate's the bass player. Yes. Um, and by instrument, you know, we're already like the rhythm section. Yeah. You know. Um, and the way that, uh, we kind of morphed, um, you know, as, like, a trio, like, you gotta fill a lot of space, and, um, so me and Nate sometimes do a, a couple little extra things that, uh, uh, otherwise go unnoticed, but, like, you know, fill, like, you know, an area here and there that, like, you know, you need to fill. Um, and, uh, Dave also, uh, took up, like, the lead guitar part, but also, like, rocks the cradle between lead guitar and rhythm guitar all at the same time yeah. so that we're able to, like, you know, as a three-piece, try and make noise, like, you know, uh, fill the space, you know, and do it well. Um, and then we had a baby. We had Steve. And then we brought <laughs> Steve on, and oh, my God.
2: Steve's our keyboard player, He, but he's also our producer. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we put out... Um, the single of "Red Hot Mama" earlier in 2021. That was his first yeah. production. Yeah.
0: That definitely okay. Us. That was listening through everything. There was a turning point production wise. Stephen. Okay, was, and that that makes and, sense.
2: Well, and no, no disrespect to the our friend who produced "Happy You're Here." Yeah. Like Willie's awesome, and like we were like we are happy with this like that experience. Um there is something to be said like when you have the production in-house in your band oh my right God. it's just it's just something different and
0: right and well and and like that that was like how many years later right it mm-hmm. should be better
3: yeah you know oh, it should sure.
0: be it should be better um but uh before before diving into that like vocally do you draw from sh- for, for Shante as well I don't know why that was so hard to say right there for, <laughs> but because it, you really rock the falsetto and like now once you say that you're into for Shante, I'm like well that's where he's like, or mm. for Shanteism is that's how he's gonna approach singing it, for sure. Um, yeah, for sure no, especially <laughs> the,
2: especially to solo records, um, he's. I always joke that like, I would pay more money to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers without Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> You're like, not the
3: amazing. only one who jokes that.
2: <laughs> like, that's if amazing. it was just the three of them jamming and just like playing cover songs, I would pay twice as much. Um, but also just growing up with my mom being a professional vocalist, like yeah.
3: that's
2: a lot of pressure right. and like it's eternal imposter syndrome just because it's like my mom's can sing opera and she's right. got a wide range and she's got a lot of power and like she does all the technicalities, right. Um, and she just knows like hundreds, if not thousands of songs, like just off a whim, right. that's all the things she's done. So I think like, I got to a point, like, maybe eight, nine months ago, where I was just... We had a show, and, like, I had, like, a super shitty vocal performance. Yeah. And we were at a headliner, and I was really upset about it.
0: What was it like? Did you just lose your voice? Could you not hear it? Oh, I mean, I drank it away that night. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> not only that, it was,
2: like... Was at the Winchester? Like we were just like yelling over each other God, and stuff. When
0: you're talking, yeah, like before, and that's that's where I lose my voice too. It isn't it isn't necessarily playing. It's just getting up to playing where the radio is t- like, yeah, how's it going? Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're but, like I'd, yeah. I get why people don't want to talk until after. But
2: like I I went to vocal lessons with a really great teacher named Chuck Eversole, who um was a friend of my mom's from college. Okay. He worked with the original cast of Rent. Like, Damn. Um, he's done a lot of choir work, and, like, he came, he's a musical theater guy. Like, okay. he, I know he does not like Rent. He doesn't God. give. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry. Bastard. Sorry. But, like,
2: he didn't give two shits about, like, the rock thing or especially yeah. the jam rock thing. Right. So, like, I had to kind of learn how to use the diaphragm and, like, what that actually means. Right. And, like. Right. No, not only does that make you sound better, but it gives you longevity. And mm-hmm. like, if you're kind of not feeling great, it kind of gives you a little edge to overcome it. It might not be
0: perfect, right. but it's a lot better and it could be. Do you do the lip roll things for the... Brrr, the
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even roll my R's, man. Yeah. Like, I just... That's like... <laughs> uh,
0: like a, The lip roll thing is a, a technique I learned from a guy, George Hartwig. And that, that really helps smooth out if you're losing your voice doing the lip roll thing like if you if you can't hit a certain note usually your 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 head voice is what goes first yeah mm. and for you that's like fuck the night's <laughs> over you know what i mean like but so like the lip roll thing actually really helps soothe it if it's you have to do it for a fat minute we'll put a pin in it we're not gonna uh, just right. do that for but everyone listening to
2: any singers out there we we uh, trademarked it hot or hot salad water mm-hmm. <sighs> three, <What? laughs> three tablespoons of apple cider vinegar Okay. But so it's like a lukewarm to room temperature water. Okay. Put it in a shaker and mm-hmm. just sip on it all night. It'll
0: save your throat. It's awful though. You can have a cold. Work. It'll save your throat. Hot salad water. We call it hot, hot salad water. water. And it's how many parts apple cider vinegar? Uh, three tablespoons. Three tablespoons and then. 24 ounces of water. Twenty, 20 twi- like, or like sixteen, just like
2: like a like a healthy glass of water. Okay. I guess. Right.
0: And you just you you cook that up and you let it simmer and then you sip on it and that helps. You don't
2: even cook it. You just like. On the tap, okay. just like,
0: don't right. make it cold, just room temp, <laughs> like that.
1: It <laughs> is. I that whiskey does the same thing. It
0: is absolutely terrible, but at least to me. Well, yeah, because it's vinegar. We're, we're but gonna, if it works, it works, you know.
2: That's gonna be like our first branding thing that we do: hot what salad that? water, oh. Chewy oh. Center hot salad water. You can Th- buy it at our merch table.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bottled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, gnarly, but. You know, after you're done screaming at our show, here you go. Yeah, like, exactly. Take it to work tomorrow. Uh, I mean, <laughs> ah. but um, it's interesting because um, when you say impo- imposter syndrome, like when you hang out with people who do theater or and in, in, in like opera, like there there's such an extravagant it's it, like approach to the song structure and the vocal performance. And like um, I was just hanging out with a a friend who does theater in New York, a new friend I should say who does theater in New York, and like. They would just like belt into a thing and like I'm just like, I can't do that. You know what I mean? Like I wish I can just be like
2: It's so different. Right, right. The the mentality around singing is so different.
0: It's like everything and they I'm like, Oh, can you do that minor third down joking and they were like and they went into it. Right, right. right. You know, like um but like coming from like the guitar singer songwriter thing, it's so timid and so control like comparing Bruce Springsteen to like anyone on, like, Rent. You're like, oh, that's very conserved. You know what I mean? Like, and, like, I want to be that guy that can just roll and do all these uh, fantastic, like, runs and shit. <laughs> like Something yeah. that,
2: like, my friends who do theater, Yeah, it's, like, that they've responded with that, is that, yeah. like, they respect that, like, I can write something.
3: Okay, fair. And,
2: like, I never thought about it that way, and it's, like, there are so many ways to, like, do the art of music and just... Like, are you going to, like, take something, like, a pre-existing play or a song and just, like, rebuild it and, like, wrap it around you and make it yours? Or, like, yeah. are you making something from scratch or with a big band? Like, there's so many ways to do
0: it. Right. Well, no, and I agree. I think every, every like, Joe Strummer says, every, uh, every um, music has its place. Like, every, you can move that whole thing. Maybe if we move that mic forward so you don't have to lean, you know what I mean, move it over the table. So, Joe Strummer's got this bit where you can fill up a stadium with, like, Miley Cyrus one night and, like, Metallica the next. Yeah. And, like, he said Creed or something. But, like, that being, like, every, like, the more you learn about a practice, it's, like, the less you do says more. You know what I mean? So, I never thought about it as, like, um, people who perform theater kind of interpreting, interpreting someone else's work because so much of it seems like it's just coming from them. But you're right. And a
2: lot of it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can see where they would respect someone who can completely craft their own thing and commit to it. You know, there's kind of a comfort knowing that the material's good. Can I deliver it? You know what I mean? Like, grass is
2: always greener.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, it's harder to do like when you um when you don't think of it like that. Like if you if you're doing everything, and like uh, you write the song now, you you got to be fully behind the whole thing. Where if you're taking in the performance of something else and just Killing it, you know. You if you play a Charlie Parker song, you know it's gonna rip. You know, I mean, it's it's proven to to <laughs> to be a hit. You know, what I mean, like that that's gonna show musicality. But like, um, if you if it's your song, you know, what I mean, well, now you gotta prove it. You know, so I never thought of it like that. That's pretty dope. That is pretty cool. Uh, that is cool. <laughs> now, kind of like the, the circle in a way. So like, you guys are kind of found yourself musically. When did uh, like when did the the church band happen? Like, when did that, like, me, like uh, come into, like, all the working on these instruments yourself, right? At least for you for guitar. It sounds like, were you drumming at this point?
1: Yeah, I was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: did you meet each other through high school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just... During had... music or just knowing each other?
2: We just knew each other because we were all at practice during music ministry. And then, like, we all had, like, little garage bands that we played okay. at the talent show at the end of the year. Yeah. That's when we actually were just, like... Hey, how are you? Like, do you wanna jam this
0: summer kind of thing? <laughs>
1: hey, sounds cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um So it was through playing um playing in the church band through yeah. school. Yeah. Okay. And like that what was that like? That was like rock band setup, yeah? Yeah, it was like We made it rock we, band setup. We oh. made it rock
2: okay, band setup. So like, yeah. There was a there was a teacher in charge of like the the vocal chorus who had no choral directing experience and he was just kinda like dancing and just ah, like figuring better. it out. Yeah, he's just he was having a time. <laughs> he was more a cheerleader, but he would get people into it. And then yeah. there was a teacher, um, Mr. Durocco, who we called D-Rock. Ah, uh, that's D- dope. D-Rock was the, the teacher. That had the acoustic guitar like behind yeah. his desk. And oh, absolutely. Um, so he would kind of wrangle all the musicians, and like, you know, we would all just show up and just want to play. Enter Sandman, because you're we sixteen, <laughs> right? And that's and-
0: what you do with that thing.
2: Aww. Yeah. <laughs> so then he would kind of corral us all, but give us enough freedom to just be like. Excuse me. He would be like, "Whatever you do, um, you know, keep it in the song and like don't yeah. make it about you." Because mm. um, it's about us. But we also <laughs> we also didn't. Um, but then like there was always like, and after we were kind of like the the veterans in music ministry, we would see like the kids come in who were like us when we started. Who like mm-hmm. they walk in, they turn on like the full gain distortion, and then yeah. someone has to come talk to them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we're just like rookies. Yeah.
0: But that's cool because there's cats to learn from, right? Mm-hmm. Like, was would you ever take like homies inside? And you're like, how do you do that? How how am I yeah, gonna get through I mean, this thing? That's
2: all rehearsal was. I mean, yeah. everything was like G D C E minor, like right. and, and capo. <laughs> that, that that was pretty much every song. So if you knew, you know, I kind of learned how to do ar- arpeggiating that way, and okay. like the simplest of leads. Like we always kept it
1: like clean
2: tones, and then of like, course, did you bring your double bass ever?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh th- I mean that's what um Oh my god, you brought me a beer. Oh, of course I did. I love you, guy. Um <laughs> but uh no, like you know at first like when um like the drummer has to be like once a song starts the drummer kind of has to be like the backbone of like, you know, th- yeah, the th- whole thing. Th- yeah, like you know, cuz if the drummer fucks up, everyone fucks up. Right. Um, excuse my language, but um You're good. Uh, 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 so like, you know, it's, it's one of those things. And, um, you know, at the very beginning I was playing super minimal, like, you know, uh, just eight on the hi-hat, two on the snare, three on the floor, like, like, uh, uh, two and four on the floor. Like it was, it was the simplest you could possibly yeah. do. Right. And then after a while I realized like this song could be a bop like <laughs> so um after a while um there were times where like you know i would just kind of take it and uh again mr Duraco, like the rock star of like uh the music ministry i guess uh he i think he was actually the one that said like we were the first like rock huh. music ministry to do it like you know we were the first ones to take it that way yeah and um yeah like i'm just like ah this could be fun and so i just messed around and he go he just went Yes And so I'm just like Alright that's how I'm doing that From now on Like It was It was uh and we can't, Really really cool We
2: can't forget his trusty sidekick Mr. Boris With the Ovation guitar
1: well, Absolutely not He <laughs> harmonized with himself <laughs> he, Um he, what? So the, the He <laughs> harmonized <laughs> by so himself no, First, first okay. of all He
2: was like <laughs> If the Ovation guitar company Had a marketing meeting They are like Who are we selling these to <laughs> This was the guy That yeah. was the they man. built
0: the guitar for yeah
2: and mm-hmm. like yeah. theology teacher um he he was a really nice guy but he he had this voice and when <laughs> he sang it was just so he was just so uh, like this <laughs> we we, we it had, was like, very
1: uh, he harmonizes uh, with himself all the time <laughs> that was the joke that we would always make because he was always doing the harmonies gotcha. and uh yeah <laughs> Boris was just doing a five part harmony by himself like. And d would be like, there's no harmony here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I beg to differ. <laughs>
2: God, these characters are coming back.
1: Oh, that's I love awesome! It. Yeah, we used to make these jokes all the time. We love those guys, though. But, but no, but... that
0: seems super crucial because the, yeah. to, to hear something, attempt it, and have someone be like, yeah, what you did was dope. Oh, he was you know what super was
1: fantastic. And he... it allowed us to be creative musicians in... A fairly like uh, no, I'm not saying it's constrictive, but you're still at mass. Like you have to right. keep that in mind. Like so, um, that kind of stuff. Like, but they still let us just go. You know, and it yeah. was really, really cool that way.
2: Like at school, he would be really like formative as like a teacher and mm-hmm. an administrator. But at music ministry, it was just nice that like an adult who wasn't your parent or yeah. your teacher was, or like your your music teacher was just like validating like music musician to musician playing with you. Right, yeah. that was really cool
1: yeah
0: definitely no because like the no just the no you you came up with a thing and that was cool mm-hmm. and especially for someone who has quote-unquote experience you know what i mean and like because um, when you're in that you don't you know the you- it's good to be around people who are way better than you because that's the only way you get better but like also it's good to be around people that encourage that you know because mm-hmm. sometimes people get burnt and they're like ah whatever it doesn't matter kid keep trying you know what i mean yeah and that be in that context where there is you are like um in church right you can't be this fucking shredding Nuts, slayer yeah um but uh you know what i mean so you got to play to the form a little bit to know that you can do it in your own way you know that's super important too because now your voice matters not only to your what you think matters but also to the greater picture so there's all this unspoken validation and acceptance you know that's really cool
1: it was a great time I mean, we had fun with it.
0: We want to turn your mic towards you? Like that?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a great time. We had fun with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, you're good. Like, you can move that whole stand. Keep it a fist from your face,
2: as Joe Rogan would say. Mm.
0: A fist from your a fist from your face?
2: <laughs> I th- th- all right. Well, <laughs> I don't even that know makes if that's sense. or not. Joe Rogan just always tells his guests that. Yeah,
0: well, <laughs> he's got the Sure SM-157s with uh, the booster,
2: so <laughs> they can do that. He's got that Spotify <laughs> he's, money. Either he's got that right. Spotify money. A fist or a length
1: away from <laughs> the mic. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I do, am I wrong? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um okay, so now through this, this makes sense why you guys would want to do your own projects because mm-hmm. like you're getting like this support and like and an outlet to do it. Now would this be like every day? Would you do this every day no, or was no, this once Fridays? So week, I thought it yeah. Was, I
2: don't think I don't think it might have been at, like bi weekly. Mm. Maybe bi weekly. But like we, we would all like we, we got to know each other that way and like at Padua there was, like, all the sports teams and, like, the marching band, and the theater program was pretty big, but, like, I got to meet other musicians that I went to school with that way that weren't in, like, my immediate friend group, so it was, like, the first time I was kind of just getting to know other musicians, what they liked,
0: how they played. And d- Okay.
1: At that point, I didn't care about the musicians, more or less. I wanted to be the best drummer. Yeah? Oh, absolutely. Well, kind of, it- sort of. That's kind of a joke, kind of real.
0: Well, no, I think I think that's healthy <laughs> to want to like achieve like the best you can be to you. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean. And no, like, I think
1: me and uh, another drummer at the school had like a healthy. Uh, we had a healthy Yaka. rivalry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we, uh, you know, we would always like uh, again, all in like you know good fun, uh, right. kind of sort of, but um, like it was uh, always like a Tony Iacavelli. Uh, yeah, Tony Iacavelli. You um, hairy bastard. Yeah, <laughs> but, he was a nice guy. Is he in the band? Oh, What's very he doing? Italian.
2: I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, another Italian guy who went to Padua, like us. (laughs) Yeah,
1: but, like, the thing was, like, uh, at that time specifically, um, he was very technical, and I was very loose. Mm. So, like, you know, because we were covering both ends of the spectrum, it was, like, in the middle we clashed, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, I was, like, doing all these, like, you know, uh, rock-style, like, fills and stuff like that. And he was being super clean and like technical. And like we would just go back and forth, like, ha ha ha. Like, it was, so again, it was all in good fun. But it was, it, I think it was a, um, you know, we had a healthy competition going. That's, but
0: that's, that's good because, yeah. and to recognize it at that age,
1: to be like, oh, they're, they're, they're tight. Yeah. You know what
2: I mean? How do I? Well, oh, that's I, the
1: thing. He was so much more technical than me at the time. There's other people who play. That's the yeah. thing, right? Yeah. yeah and yeah. now, like, I wish I were more technical sometimes. Like, so I still have, like, uh, you know, my style and whatnot, but I've been working on, um, I'm going to call it more on the um, uh, jazz style of playing that's a very much just a lot of handwork. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's insane what some of these guys can do. Um, so I've been trying to do uh, some of that instead of being as loose, like I still want to be loose, but like again, technical with that like so it's just going back to the fundamentals, going back to the basics, um, but uh, that's more or less what I've been trying to do recently, I guess still learning, always learning
0: right, right, well, you know, and going back to that and learning where where looseness matters, where off the beat matters, mm-hmm. where like where the slop fits and yep. where the tight needs to be. Like, it's stuff you don't know at first because you just know how to do it. You're like, this is how it works. How do they do that? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, but there's
1: so much in between. Right, right. Like, that's right. the crazy part about it.
0: But, uh, Ugh. so, okay, so this is going on. you're jamming, you're you're putting together these kind of, like, um, uh, core, like, a, uh, I don't want to say church songs, but basically church songs, right? And they're all to the pop formula, you know, and, like, when did So when did the first offshoot project happen? Like, when did the first, like,
1: group you made for the talent shows? Okay, that's a good question. What are we going to call the official, like, first offshoot?
3: When angels fall. Okay, that's
1: what I thought he was going to ah. say. Uh,
3: that's, <laughs> that's did you think he would say it like metal.
1: that? Uh, not like that,
3: no. was okay. a
2: very high school, like, hard rock metal Band name like Flyleaf and Paramore, like we're just breaking out. We thought we were so cool. Um, It's pretty cool. We had a a (laughs) five-piece. It was Ben, (laughs) Nate, myself, a guy named Tyler who played lead, and this girl named Kayla who sang. Um, So we did that for like maybe six months, and Ben and I both liked her. So (laughs) that broke the band up. Oh yeah, no, that got Uh, messed up. Fleetwood Mac situation. Yoko broke up the band, and then uh, (laughs) yeah. Ben and I patched it up later and then I went to I'm the oldest in the band, so I, I was the first to go off to college. And okay. like we would just jam over to summer, like
0: And you went to John Carroll. John Carroll. Um, for for music? For uh business stuff. Okay. Business um, stuff.
2: I was it was accounting and then accounting was too hard. That's so a lot of math. Business That's management. <laughs> and then now I work for the Greater Cleveland Food Bank. Dope. Do you know Phil? Yeah. Nice. Yes. Oh my <laughs> God, such a small uh, world. Yeah. We we can talk about him later. He's, okay, Phil's, so Phil's really funny. great.
0: Phil, I played in a band with Phil. No That's way. Cool. Yeah, I went to high school with Phil too.
3: Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Phil Tremble. That's crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so
2: like we would we'd get together over summers, and it was always the three of us, but like other people would rotate in and out. Yeah. And I'd say like, what the when we were. When We were jamming in your not finished dining room, like on the oh my god, that I'm was the, like the, the first time it transitioned from like that heart, it was like the middle ground between that hard rock stuff and like more like funk oriented music. Well, that's the
1: thing because, like, when we were doing that, we also brought in a friend of ours who we played trumpet, trumpet Jason Wallman, and we did a cover of um superstitious, okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I guess you, yeah, that would be kind of sort of where we. Started to veer from the super heavy stuff. And then gotcha. I
2: graduated, and then Ben was finishing up school. Nate just went right to work. Um, so when Ben finished school, that's when we like had our first, like, all right, now let's get together. Gotcha. And that was the real genesis of the Chewy Center mm-hmm. from there. That's, like,
0: if it falls, it falls. No, I won't let it uh, fall. <laughs> um, I but, hit a lamp for the people listening, but it didn't fall. Okay, so that was the genesis of the first Chewy Center. Yeah. yeah. Like It was really
2: influenced by, like, the really tight, heavier jams of Humphreys McGee, like the Chili Peppers stuff, definitely there. And then, like, Nate and I were more into that world, and, like, Ben's not in that world, but I've always liked that about Ben's playing, is that, like, he comes at it from a completely different world, but he finds a way to fit into it while still playing his own style. So that, like, that early trio of the Chewy Center was, like, this really... Funky, but like heavy low end, and I was doing all this like disco strumming and high singing. Yeah, okay. Um, and that was kind of like our first sound, I guess.
0: That, yeah. That well, the, it's it's like a it's a weird uh, combination of everything, and like I think that having all those different elements is what makes it you guys. You know, it's what makes it. And like it's interesting because a lot of the heavy stuff is really kind of related to a lot of the lighter stuff. It's just how you look at it. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is about the heavy stuff. Maybe it's just so up front emotionally. Like, I understand what they feel. You know, And you, you can't listen to Nirvana and not get it a little bit. You may right. not know what he's saying, but you know, like. But you, you feel, it yeah, feel this, it. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but uh, so there's something that translates a little clearer when it's more like, this is it up front. Yeah. You know what I mean, as opposed to like, this is it. what what is that you know i mean there's a little more kind of uh, so it makes sense why why the heavier stuff resonates quicker but it's interesting how it's all kind of the same thing and it's finding that throughout like oh fuck these the chili peppers guys man because like they're equally as punk as like chad
2: smith was a metal drummer before that band (laughs) yeah yeah
1: (laughs) i like smith man do you ever read book? i I
2: have okay big fan that's a great book. this is, Jerry. Right. This, is this is my black hat, little Jerry Seinfeld. You All right, Jerry Seinfeld's
0: on the show, everybody. Um, if, you, if you go follow D, the plays guitar his guitar on Instagram, you can definitely no. see pictures of Jerry. Um, he know. is the 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 fuzzy center of the chewy center. Oh, he's um, fuzzy. He's he's the warmth in my heart. Yeah. Aww. That was perfect. <laughs> that worked. Like sonically, how that lined up. <laughs> that was amazing.
2: <laughs> he knows.
0: Ah, uh, Jerry's, where you at, bud?
1: on the spotlight. That's where he's Stealing at. Stealing the
0: spotlight. Getting
1: into the trouble.
0: <laughs> so, like, when did, like, starting to write your own material, was it just jamming and stuff came up, or would you bring stuff to the table? When we Dave-
2: started, I had a couple songs that I had written for a college band that didn't really go anywhere. I mean, we started wow. and pretty early, though. Like, yeah. even when Angels Fall, like, back in high school, oh, we had yeah, some originals. Then, we, we had, and actually, there's a riff from, like, one of those heavy songs that we throw into a live jam Yeah, now, mm-hmm. like we when we do a live version of Murphy girl like we go into this like metal riffing that's yeah. like
1: yeah that's right we got that in Murphy girl yeah we I forgot. that's like
2: the oldest riff we have oh my god that came from there um Jerry be good please oh that's please. Funny, just, actually i'm
0: distracted, I'm distracted. <laughs> not worried about no, he'll, Jerry he'll, but um he'll that, chip at him come here Jerry uh everyone listening's like He's cool there, there's cats all right um <laughs> but like so like So taking it from that into that, like, so the first, like, the first album of stuff, like, did any of that accumulate from, like, or any of that happen from these early, like, trio jams? Yeah. Or was this more focused towards, like, when the group was kind of put together here? Like, I brought
2: two songs into Chewy Center, like, immediately that were from that old college band, but, like, we completely reworked them. Mm -hmm. And then... The first song we wrote was Papa Fuji. Like that was the first song as a band, and then there was another song. We had like a four-song EP, and I did we record that at Willie's? Would uh yeah, Maconium. We, we did. Okay, so, so we did that, but it, it was, if you listen to it, it's very light sounding. Yeah, which we
0: just yeah, it's different than the than the first album. Yeah,
2: and. We didn't know anything about recording, like we didn't know about double no, that tracking. that was our first go, right. Anything. So then when we went and did the album, we added some more of that. But we're like, let's let's redo like three our three favorite songs from the EP and put them on the album, which, like, I'm I'm glad we did. But I think like going forward, it's like we want to write new stuff because like like the new songs we wrote for that record like really felt like an evolution, like particularly Uncle Art's Weird Elk Party, Bubbler, Glowstick Danny, Watchmaker. Mm-hmm. Like those were just like, oh, like we've we've we're at a new place now. Yeah, yeah. we took a step up. Um, So those songs and we still play those songs live and we love them. And like we create these really cool improvisation sections with them. Um, And then that that's kind of like that was that era of the Chewy Center. And then COVID hit and, you know, we took a few months off. Um, come on, you got it! Yay. I got him. Got
0: him. <laughs> All right, now we're now we're now it's like a normal podcast. Oh,
2: this is perfect. I got um, a normal podcast now. He'll probably cried. <laughs> uh, I don't let him. I, I have well, to get. It. Oh, nope, nope, he's gone. Nope, he's gone. gone. <laughs> I tried to get a picture. But um, we'll then, get him. Then right when we were finishing the full length record is when, so Steve is like, I always wanted Steve to like be in our band, but he was always in a couple projects, and I never wanted to ask.
0: Um, what else was Steve playing in?
2: Steve was in, like, a pop band called Inner Circle Avenue, which is still active, and then he's got a... His, is that um, cover band? I feel like I've heard the... No, like, this is... They've got a really poppy sound, and Steve's, okay. like, a sludge metal
3: guy. <laughs> Steve's into, like, jazz
2: fusion and sludge metal and jam bands and all this crazy stuff. Um, He's got a sludge metal band called Hamburger Lips. It's just, like, a two-person <laughs> band that he <laughs> runs, gnarly. like, through multiple stacks. Hell yeah. Um, So we... It was my fiance's um, then girlfriend. It was her birthday, and Steve was playing at Mahal's in the locker room with Hamburger Lips. Nice. So we were just like, "Oh, cool! We'll see Steve's band," and they're like, "We'll party for Alyssa's birthday," and like Alyssa's not like a hard partier. Like she never gets drunk, but like it was her birthday, and she just like you know decided to yeah. tie one off, and. She knew, like, I always wanted Steve in the band, but, like, just wouldn't get around to asking. So, at one point in the night, like, I turn around, she's gone. And by the time I find her, she's just drunk talking to him. She's like, <laughs> and s- Dave wants you in the band, but he's too afraid to ask you. <laughs> 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 I was like, well, and Steve was just, like, red in the face. And I'm just, I'm red in the face. I'm like, well, Steve's never going to be in yeah, the band. That's yeah, that's the last time we're hearing and from he, him. he was super, like, courteous about it. and. Like I knew him from uh my I grew up in Strongsville so I just knew him through mutual friends and we always talked music but Yeah. A couple weeks after that incident I get a text from him out of the blue and like I would never get a text from Steve. Yeah. And he's just like so is that still on the table? <laughs> uh, so right at the end of recording, Happy You're Here, we brought him in for one day, and he recorded keys parts for four of the songs. And I'm glad he did because like that changed those songs. Right, oh, the dynamic completely. Yeah. It was crazy. He was on Uncle Art's Weird Elk Party, so he added that organ part, and that yeah. song would not be the same without it. Um, Bubbler, he he was on Papa
1: Fuji. Bubbler, Pop Fuji, Uncle Arts, and Centered. uh, what's the center? No, Cleveland Weather.
2: Was yeah, he, yeah, he, you're had, right. he had a piano. Yeah, yeah, Cleveland Yeah, Weather. that's right. Um, so right there, like he just came in the studio and like had ideas and just sat down and boom, had the part. He did his
1: freaking homework. And, we're, and we're yeah. just,
2: we sat there and like we, we just. I think we interrupted like his first his first track and like I walked in. and I'm like, you got it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> I ruined it, but you got it.
0: <laughs> it's a, so what was the recording setup like there? Was it like a studio? Was it a, a house studio? So was it like a...
2: Willie Tharp um, has refried audio out of Fairport Harbor, um, and it's a really cool room. He rents it out for practice space. He has a dead tribute band and an original band called Pillars of Rome. Okay. Um, so that's like this kind of his, his workshop business um, combo. So we just set up shop in there, and we lived there for six days. And we just slept on the floor and played Xbox, like, when we (laughs) were playing. It was so funny. um, Like, we all just stank at the end of it. And um, our bass player, like, he can put his humanity away if it means, like, the band. So, like, we all, like, we're just like, all right, I'm going to have, like, carrots and celery and hummus.
3: And, like, we're going to have all (laughs) this.
2: And he works at Mark's. He's just like, I got... Stouffer's mac and cheese in bulk and canned tuna, and this is what I'll eat for seven days so we can <laughs> record this. We're like, oh, okay, but that's we, what you gotta do. We ordered pizzas and stuff too. Um And Willie was a great host, and we had gotten to know him a little more by that point and And um, we we did have a lot of fun. And like, even though like Steve's our producer now, like Willie really coached us through like the the genesis of being a band in a lot of ways. So like, we're always grateful to him for that.
0: What was some uh, some of the like Kind of like revelations from Willie. So this isn't a revelation, but it's just fun. Um, yeah.
2: In the first song on that record, Glowstick Danny. Yeah. In the middle part of the song, there's a riff that goes da 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 da. So yeah. that first da da. There's a pool table in Refried Audio, so we're just like w- we wanted to put some random like object like that yeah. made sound in the Did song. You get the pool
0: balls. So he yeah. 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 So he, okay. he he
2: brought the thing out and he when he I remember him walking. He was watch this take like three hours. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and we we mic up the pool table and then like we it was like we, we racked it up and then it was the cue ball connecting to the, to the, the yeah. to the racked balls. And then, like, you, you know, just you just hear it clacking. Hear it, yeah. But then he isolated it, and he slows it down. He matched the... Dun, dun. So you hear it a... Poo, poo, and then you hear all the balls. Oh, if you listen to so cool. yeah. you, you can hear what? the balls rolling okay. around for the rest of that measure.
0: Damn. Okay, that's
2: so dope. Like, we yeah. did shit like that. Like, it was just fun and creative, and um, I think we did double track some things. And, mm-hmm. and Bubbler... Um, Bubbler was one of our favorite songs, but when we, I was doing vocals on the last day, wi- Willie had the idea to do a backing vocal. Excuse me. That didn't match the melody. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "I don't know if he used these this term specifically." but He was, "I'm thinking a Beach Boys
0: harmony behind okay. you, like a counterpoint, like it's doing its yeah, own thing." Yeah. So yep. it was just like
2: it was thirds mm-hmm. that were just holding a note higher mm. than the melody. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard it in my headphones originally. And the guys were just like, what is he? They were, they were playing Xbox. <laughs> I was like, what is he doing? And then, like, they came back to the booth. And you just hear the, ah. Like the, yeah. And we all just looked at each other. and was like, fuck. Yeah, no, it was some
1: insane shit.
2: Like, that, that elevated the song. And that kind of influenced us, like, in our live performances. Because, like, we weren't doing shit like that live. So mm. then Ben and Steve learned how to harmonize together mm. to do that part while I sing the melody. So nice. Um, that was another point where we felt like we kind of transitioned to a new chapter. Right. Um, now um, we're
1: doing like, uh, we're uh, mo- almost every song. We're like, all right, cool. So like we could do a harmony here. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's this, something
2: considered all the time though.
1: It is. And it was something that we never considered before that. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things that like, it just brings, like, it sounds kind of like weird saying like, oh yeah, we never did that. We didn't need it. But like, it's another element completely, and, like, it changes the vibe, com- like, totally, and it's just, I like my harmonies.
0: No, for sure, and, like, it, it just makes it more melodic. It makes it more yeah. of a, more of, like, a recorded production, you know what I mean? Like, harmonies is something, like, when someone's in the studio and spends time, you hear, like, oh, the keyboard player that's not in the band, you know, or you hear, like, the extra percussion, then you hear the harmonies, right. you know, maybe that doesn't happen live. So if you can do it live, you know, it's even better, because that,
1: that's going to, take you oh when you see that live you're just looking at them like damn i know right it's really cool
0: like grav like we were talking about the malibic we love those guys same they're fucking so good and like how how they harmonize it's like next level like
2: they're they're disgustingly talented (laughs) and they shred and they
0: shred and they shred they harmonize their shreds like oh it's so good um but like so so going through that like so a lot of it, like these production things that you never thought of before, was kind of like the Willy, the Willy Enlightenments or yeah. Willy Revelations. So that's like, what I said.
2: He kind of got us to that point, and then when Steve joined the band, Steve was starting his production career, so like it just made more sense to have Steve like try his hand at it. Yeah, and we did a cover of Funkadelics' Red Hot Mama. Yeah, which and is
0: super dope. So okay, so that was a. Now talking about the new stuff, right?
2: Yeah, this yeah. is like the 2021 material, I guess. Right, and the first out. the
0: first cover was the Red Hot Mama, right? Yeah, Correct. and like All it right.
2: was, I mean, Steve's a metal guy. He had only produced metal before that, so yeah. if you listen to it, it has a metal sensibility.
1: The the it, it yeah, okay. the style of mixing.
0: Yeah, but you yeah. know it, it works really well because the vocals when you get into the chorus, yeah, like the harmonies he had you did, uh, had you did,
2: had or, you
1: do. Um, I think that might have been Steve. It actually was Steve. Uh, uh, Steve's in the background doing the harmonies, I believe. Steve's a great singer too. Oh, he's okay. really okay.
0: Yeah, because that was super rad and like mm-hmm. just how they were mixed. Okay, I, now you say metal. I guess I hear that. But it was like it was like a rock and like Hendrix rendition, you know what I mean? Like yeah, uh, if, or if someone modernly co- like covered uh, like a Hendrix song now, I'd imagine they'd be like that. Even though I know it's, it's a funkadelic tune, but like, you know what I mean? Like just where would you put harmonies in a song like that? Right there. How would you do it? Well, you would want to put it like that. Like that was like the first listening. So I listened to everything in order. Right. I'm like, oh, that's nice. different. That's different. This yeah. is like a, a turn of the page. So like... Yeah. And I love Funkadelic. And like that... I've always wanted to cover that song with the band, but we never had. That's a crowd pleaser. It's live. a good one. we, we love that
2: one. We just played Winchester and we encored with that. I think. Um,
0: yeah. with, uh, with who? Was this a bad vocal night or is this a no, different game? No.
2: no. This was very recently. It went... We were really grateful how the night went. Um, we were... Erie Waters was on the bill out of Painesville. Unfortunately, okay. they had an illness and they were not able mm. to play. And they're... They're our brother band. We love them. Um, but then we had a band out of Detroit called Act Casual. Okay. That were kind of like, like, they're a fish lineup, but like it's kind of like a 70s like jam rock okay. sound. They were great. And we played, and then we have our friends um, Taylor and Monica. They have a, it's like a looper band called Ebb and Flow.
0: Okay, I've read their name. I see their sticker everywhere. Oh, my nice. God. It, yeah.
2: They just, like... They're good. It's kind of like that Marc Rebier thing of, like, the improv, like, dance music, but they're okay. kind of giving it, like, this chill dub, like, festival okay. kind of vibe, and um, it used to be just Taylor, and then Monica joined the band, and, like, Monica's really, like, when you talk to her, she's just very, like, soft-spoken, but, like, yeah. when she's doing, like, the... It, Improv looping with the vocal She's hilarious Oh it's great Like she's just like Fantastic
0: Just comes to life Yeah That's awesome I mean
2: like she's, she's It's not hilarious In like a bad way Like just like the topics She just chooses to loop Huh Like it's so funny And like It's so fun to dance to um, I think there was a There were a few people Doing flow mm-hmm. Who started during our set But they stayed Like the whole time And like Hell yeah They're like ideal Flow art music
0: um, so that, that w- makes sense, ebb and flow. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm well, I'm sure that was intentional.
0: I, all right. Well, <laughs> nice. Okay. So yeah, but that that song, um, Red Hot Mama, slaps like the go oh, backs, you, and man. you guys did an incredible job. Thank you. Covering it and recording it. Um, the kind of like um, before we leave completely, the first record at the end, there's an acoustic track. Is there who's mm. singing with you on That's that?
2: That's my fiance Alyssa. Oh,
0: okay, she so. shreds on that shit. Did she do the Rihanna one too? or
2: uh, no, Rihanna. No, that was another artist. So, Rihanna, not Rihanna, Rihanna so Fleetwood Mac. Alyssa Whitten, my fiance, um she has a musical theater background as well. And we huh. don't do it enough, but sometimes like I'll just pick up the guitar and we'll sing and like yeah. we'll jam and she'll harmonize and that's sick. Um, just picks it up immediately. So th- I was kind of thinking about it, but then the guys actually brought it up as an idea. They yeah. brought it up as an idea with a different song and I'm like, that's not the right song. They're like, what are you talking about? and then mm-hmm. i portrayed the one that song as an acoustic they're like
1: oh yeah <laughs> ah right okay um it it's it works
0: so well by itself mm. stripped down and i wonder what was it what was it was it just a kind of like oh we have this person that can sing harmony what should we do or like did you always kind of hear that by its or did you write it acoustic no like no. cuz that was fuji right yeah, yeah.
2: like it, it was written as like an electric guitar riff but just, I like to try to recreate song, our songs as acoustics. Okay. Um, just like it doesn't work with all of them, but like especially with the ones that you don't think it's gonna work, it's a challenge to try like a composition kind of challenge. Yeah. Um, so that was that was one that like I always love playing, and if I'm just jamming on an acoustic by myself, like
0: I I love doing that riff in the acoustic style. It it works really well by itself, oh, and then works so the well. harmonies the harmonies hit extra hard. Like so, like well, okay, how did you guys meet you and your fiance? Like, uh, okay, Cupid. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. And it was both into music. Okay, so is there? Um, does she have any other music outlets?
2: Um, so like I said, musical theater. She that she got her degree in that. Yeah. Um, where'd she go? B W. She went to Akron. Okay. And. She's done a bunch of productions, some semi-professional stuff, some community theater stuff. Um, She's kind of put that on the back burner right now, just, like, going back to school. But that's something that's always going to be part of her life. She wants to do some kind of, like, music education, like, theater education organization with kids one day. Nice. Um, So, yeah, that's how that song worked out. Um, And we, we love how that turned out, like... That was just fun for like just every. We're all really excited about that. It's just like a nice little tack on the end.
0: Yeah, the yeah. Record. No, it's it, and it brings out another like. You're like, well, that that melody, everything stands out really. It makes like when you take certain stuff away, and just see the bare bones of a thing. You're like, oh, that's really strong. You know what I mean? Like, and if you can put it, it's like taking the cream and sugar out of coffee, or like that coffee's still fucking strong you know it's what I mean still like coffee it's yeah. still, still coffee. coffee that could have just done it You yeah know I mean but like it when you and when you do it right after like at the end of the record like that you know it, it's it's a good way to accentuate what you just heard in a way and like kind of go back to listening to the two formats of it so that was really cool and I Thanks think that's a that, perfect Appreciate song it. for like listening through and hearing an acoustic take I'm like I don't think it, I mean, I'm sure other ones could have worked but that one works really really well um that's really cool that you can just whip out harmonies and stuff. That's super dope. Um, Alder, not me. Yeah, but like, you got, like, that's hard, right? Harmonies are hard. They are. Like, it, when you get the, like, one pitch and you stack the third, and you're like, okay, I can rationalize that. But when you harmonize with a melody, mm. and like, for me, I'll get that first note and, I'm like, okay, I want to do, usually, want to do third, sometimes a fifth or fourth if you want it to be, like, more, I don't know, in more of a rock context. But, like, um, that's actually a really great segue because yeah, doing because the next thing
2: we released was the cover of Rhiannon right with yeah. Sammy Lee, and if you know Rhiannon by Fleetwood Mac, you know in the chorus there's just that wall of <gasps> harmony oh, it's yeah, so good. and
0: you guys got that down.
2: Uh, thank, oh, you. Remanda- thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was well, like, that, that's it. That was such a challenge. And, oh, that was rough. Um, yeah. the The vocalist we worked with on that, her name is Sammy Lee. Uh, we met her through doing Spunfest. Um, she's become a really good friend of ours.
0: Where, where was Spunfest at?
2: Spunfest one was out at Coyote Grove, and now it's down um, at a state park in Perrysville. Okay. So now it's become more of an established thing. Um, we that's that we had so much fun at that oh, festival. Oh, it was so fun. When we're not like big campers or anything, yeah. at least uh, I'm speak not. For yourself. I love I. camping. Ben, ben knows what he's doing. I'm a house cat. <laughs> but, Um, We had so much fun. So we had this idea to, like, work with another Spunfest artist to do a song, and then we wanted to release it at Spunfest. Oh, that's cool. So um, we started working with Sammy, and um, she did a really good job. She came to to the practices, and, like, we kind of found the vibe. The thing I like about her vocal is that she's kind of this cross between, like, the Billie Eilish, like, ghosty kind of sound with like but she also has like country twang and something that she i'm really proud of her that she's like learning about herself now is that she's like she has a really good projection too Mm, okay so when we were doing the recording process um that was starting to come out and you know she did her her melody parts and then we came in after and did the harmonies um and when Ben got in the booth to do
1: the C part. Oh, um, my God. Like,
2: <laughs> world, it's just quiet. Yeah. And then Ben just starts doing sc-
1: Scat so, Man. Okay, so, like, <laughs> let me paint this picture real quick, because this was funny. Right, so, uh, obviously, like, you know, uh, the way that we record, we do, like, all the instrumental first. Right. right. So, you know, we do drums, and we do bass, and we get to guitar, and then we go to vocals. And, um, yeah, so, like, uh, obviously, Sammy was the first to do her vocals. You know, she's the lead, and, you know, she's the one that, uh came in first and then um you know Steve is the one doing all the production so he's obviously involved. But and then you, um is that all here? No 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 Steve's it's house. at Steve's place. Okay. He's got a setup, he's got a rig. Sick. Um and uh yeah, so uh then after Sammy was done, me and Dave went over Steve's to do like our parts of the harmony. And um like uh Dave goes first, um and uh you know he does all his stuff. It takes I don't know. Like, it takes time to do that. I think it took like maybe like an hour or so, and uh, then it's like, all right, cool, Ben, you're up, and like we're just at this point, we're just kind of going through the motions, right? Like, we're just singing the parts, we're just doing our thing. I get up to the mic. Keep
2: your diaphragm expanded. Yeah, exactly. Like Like, we're talking about. Like, yeah, 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 exactly.
1: We're still talking music, right? And um, he goes in the booth. (laughs) So yeah, I go up in the booth, and um, so like you know, I got the headphones in, and like at that point, like I'm the only one listening with Steve. I don't think you didn't hear, right? You were just kind of in the quiet. Yeah, but like you didn't hear. Uh, he didn't have headset. So, like, you know, Dave's just sitting there in the quiet, and, um, you know, me and Steve are listening, and... Um it comes down to uh, like you know, bam, 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 re, like so, like it gets yeah, to that yeah. part, yeah. And like you know, we're all just like waiting, we're waiting for it, and like me and Steve were listening to the music, and all of a sudden like, bam, 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 it like,
2: was so loud, and it just filled the house, and we just pissed ourselves laughing. Oh, it was
1: like just so out of the blue, and, 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 and like and it then was. Steve isolated it, and like <laughs> used it oh, for like. Oh, it was like, so fun. Then he used
2: it for memes, like later. on. On, <laughs> like, and he would just, like, change the times, so and was like, skid it up on the bed! It was so good.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: I think we were, like, laughing about that for a good, like, half hour, if not more. That was a really long, <laughs> dumb oh side God. story, but we're happy we said it. You no,
2: know,
0: It's um, it's it's about the, s- certain things with comedy is all the timing, so the most <laughs> inappropriate thing that happened in that moment would have been oh, that.
1: And it was so good, because, like, there is a meme that, like, starts off with, like, you know, everything's going over, like, uh, Everything's going on. Everything's normal. Then all of a sudden, you're just, and then, it, like, an explosion goes off, and you're like, dude, what? Like, If you've so, made it
2: this far in the podcast, that part was for us. That, yeah. Oh, absolutely.
0: Are you are you hip to the Scat Man's history? No. Wait, the you know, Scat Man? Yeah, you know the song, the Scat Man, it, right? Oh, I have some,
2: the song is currently <laughs> yeah. on our wedding playlist. Nice. <laughs> I'm
0: so, the Scat Man. Right? That guy was, like, a scat legit, oh, legit so jazz good. musician. So, like good. he was a legit jazz musician who like who like had a one day. well, he like he somehow he got hooked up with these techno guys because mm-hmm. it's kind of a techno song, and that was like when that was like, yeah. really taken. I off think and, he like,
1: was like um, yeah, like you said, he was like a legitimate jazz musician. Yeah, he's a pianist and, and he uh, would scat. But the thing was he had a stutter, yeah, yeah and, uh, so like, you know, when he was just talking to people, he was stuttering, he figured out when he was doing like <laughs> scat music. He never stuttered. Right. And so, like, he's just like, I can use this. And so, yeah, he, he um, like you said, you got in touch with all these, like, people that are doing, like, more modern style music, yeah. like, you know, the uh, computer generated sounds. And he sk- did scat over it. And it was just,
3: what? Yeah, it was like so good.
0: I'm pretty sure it was a, a manager thing they put together and see. Oh, and, that's and, like, it became awesome. a hit. And, like, there's a follow up to it. There's a few. There's like, a follow up? There's a song, and you gotta look this up, called Welcome to Scatland. Oh, or a, oh my <laughs> god. Or it's something like that. And it's it's so goofy because it's just like, because that whole experience was a super, because he had this, like, uh, li- not lisp, um, stutter, stutter. And he didn't fit in, but yeah. that song made him huge. Oh, so he, he, yeah. And he even had a TV show, I guess. Oh, but what? like, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, I didn't know this. I don't know if it's available we're, online. We're about but like, to take a dive. You <laughs> gotta take a dive down <laughs>
0: Scatland, and oh it's like, God. and like the so the next one was Welcome to Scatland or something like that, and like, uh, he like because this was such a positive like thing, so it's all encouraging. It was like follow your dreams and shit, and it's so fucking dope, oh and that was God. a hit too. He of just course
2: he was. he's just like i'm trying to make a flub i can't they're just all hits he's like
0: oh i'm God. trying to. no he was trying to spread like you do, do your stutter become who you are type thing That's and like so cool. it's super beautiful and like the video is just like where people can like you gotta see it you
1: gotta see it and get back to me
0: because it's so ridiculous we we wait isn't there homework. like a
1: line in scat man though like um it's uh let's see if i can remember the lyrics um Hold on, wait, wait, hold on. I had this. I had this. Beep it was. Bop, 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 bop. Bop, 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 Yeah, that one. Couldn't have said it better. <laughs> um, no, um, it was. Uh, Everybody starts one way or the other, so check out my message to you. As a matter of fact, yeah. let like, nothing hold you back. If the scat man can do a brother soak in you, and I was just like,
3: damn!
2: Uh, <laughs> I'm troubled by how much you know of that song.
1: Oh, I memorized all the lyrics at one point. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that that was that on point. Oh, my God. But we're in <laughs> You no, you guys got to cover the Scat Man. Oh my God, we got to find a Scat, Scat.
0: Uh, you got no. What you got to do? What you got to do is you got to do it metal. You got to go back to your metal roots. Oh, the vocoder.
1: <laughs> oh, the <laughs> vocoder. Oh my God, we can do. Oh my God, hold on.
2: We may have just hatched it, an it, idea. Do, do you want to be a part of it? Do you want, do you want a feature? <laughs> yes. Sweet. Yes. <laughs> we're going to make this happen. I don't know, oh what, my this, God, I don't know so what I've gotten funny. myself into
0: right now.
3: I know, but it'd be, it'd
0: be... <laughs> anyway, so, Sammy, so going back to Rihanna.
2: Sammy was great in the studio, and then, like, I think once she got to hear like, because Sam's a new artist. Yeah. And <clears throat> new were to performing. Yeah. Uh, but coming. when we were doing... Um, the actual show, like we did two sets, um, we did Friday night and Saturday night and Saturday night is when we were going to unveil Rhiannon to like on the main stage and then the next morning it would release. And then like two hours before you're supposed to set up, it was like Sam, Sam's set and our set were both going to be like on the main stage, like headlining it and it starts to rain and like emotions are high and like we're trying to figure out what's going on and like, um... It's a very, like, tight-knit group who runs Spunfest. So it was just wild, and where it's like, is it going to happen? And then for a brief moment, the rain stopped enough. We just go grab all the tailgating tents. We make a canopy over to main stage because there uh, wasn't okay. one. Okay. It was just like everyone came out of the woodwork. We get, It's, like, drizzling. We're getting set up. We're like, are we going to get electrocuted? Yeah. What's going to happen? And then, like, right before Sam set, Um, the rain stops and everyone comes out of their tents and they all come to the main stage. And Sammy did, like, I've backed her a few times, like, been her backing guitarist a few times. yeah She had, like, the best set solo I've ever seen. And then her last song was with us, Rihanna, and then we did our set. And, like, it was, you know, as a performer, like, when you were starting, like, you might, your first few, like, but one of your first shows just... For the stars align you kill it like you're just having like an out-of-body experience like the you're just like i i nailed it right we got to watch a friend of ours sam that do that and it was such an honor to be on stage with her while she was doing it cool like she had the crowd in her hand (laughs) like it was just really cool to see an artist that we're close with like we we just witnessed like a metamorphosis.
0: Right. It was so cool. Especially when it's that early, when it's the first time like and it a was, good show happened,
2: And it was like the rain and like yeah. the weather, like everything was going wrong. And then everything came together and this amazing performance happened. That's awesome.
3: It was so cool. And
2: and then the next morning, like everyone wakes up, it's on Spotify. Like it was, nice. it was just a cool
0: Hell yeah kind of thing. That's a super good way to like follow it too, you know? That's a good a uh, good a uh, um, release strategy. Oh, that's so cool. It's a we had a, like Sea Level, we had one good rain, one good rain show. We were playing this um outdoor um it was like a mini amphitheater right and it was like in, it was in Brexville. No, it was in Brexville. Um I can't remember where it was at. <laughs> But like, so in most, most bands that play there are like cover bands, you know, so it's, it's bigger, but it's like, um, they had one night with original music. It was us all over the place. Are you hip to those guys? Okay. West metals group. Um, the bears, like it, it's not the bees and oh, the they bears. They did great this season. The bears, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my
1: bad, sorry. Damn I'm joke. trying
0: to remember what the, f- I always say it wrong. It's not the bears and the bees, but it's the bees and the bear. Ah, It's gonna come back to me. But um, edit and, it in later with like a robotic voice. <laughs> the, the bees and the birds. The oh
1: my God. Um, <laughs> so um, it's about time we talk about the bears and the bees. The bears
0: and the bees, but it wasn't the bears and the bees. It was just the the bees and the it was the bears. Oh, fuck, goddamn it, um, Maggie. It, it's like the second podcast I ever did was with her. Um, but anyway, they played and flip coin which was, is this really dope duo band that would, like, they would switch instruments and they oh, would, like... Cool. Um, nice. But, like, when it got to our set, it started the rain and I'm like, oh, everyone's gone. Like, this is it. And this was, like, halfway through it, you know? But the coolest thing happened is everyone got close to the stage to the lip and stood under nice. the rain. Like, that, so, like... That's not, such a good It idea was to so awesome. cool. And, like, it was the best result because now everyone is with us in the thing, you know, as opposed to, like... See ya.
1: Yeah, standing out in the outskirts.
0: Yeah, it was so cool. So sometimes oh, awesome. that magic rain bit happens. I
2: and mean, that's what you live for when right. you do live music. Right. You live for those, like, handful of
1: performances that are just going to be out of body.
2: Like, oh, absolutely. Having a
1: mental orgasm on the uh, front side of the stage. Like, it's uh, fantastic.
2: I was trying to say it more elegantly, but same idea.
0: I was right. The bears <laughs> and the bees. The, the, bears, the bears and, and the, the bees. bees. I don't know why that's that why that really threw me. But you the Bears can take and the Bees.
1: Our lives, but you can never take The Pacer Fitness test. Uh, sorry. I don't know why <laughs> that's what came to mind when you what said the hell? Bears and the Bees. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. But I'm
0: that sorry, band's dope. They're like they have these awesome harmonies and shit. Super cool group. Um but but okay, so so with this next rele- with these releases, like you were telling me, they're coming out every couple weeks, and like, are they all covers? What's the angle of it? No, because so Easter that's original, right?
2: Yeah. So um, Rhiannon was the first one of those, and I thought that, was it that was it was it's not it. Rhiannon's part of like the the EP as a whole, but mm-hmm. that was just like we put that out first because we wanted to like do like the Spunfest kind of artist collab. Yeah. And then Easter came out shortly after. And Easter is very much like, we call it our radio rock song. Because it, it's, it's different than a lot of our songs, but it's also very jam band in its DNA. Yeah. Um, and we, we had so much fun recording that and playing it. We, st- we love playing it live. And then our most recent one that dropped is called Fruit Flavored Perfume. And um, something I've been getting into a lot, especially this summer, is like AOR rock. Okay. Like, American stuff from, like, the 70s and 80s, but also there's, like, this huge AOR is, like, album-oriented rock. Yeah. Like, Journey, Toto, Foreigner, like, that genre. There's a huge scene in Scandinavia that's, like, thriving of that specific sound. Huh. And, like, they just kind of keep reinterpreting it and, like, bringing in, like, more modern production to it. Yeah. So um, one band in particular, Night Flight Orchestra, um one of my favorite bands ever, um, got into them a lot this summer. Um, they kind of have like that foreigner Toto sticks kind of vibe. Okay. So I was listening to that and like, I really wanted to like, I wanted us to write something that was somewhere like between that and jam band rock. So fruit flavored perfume came out of an improvisation based on riff and it's one of our favorite songs. It's super high energy. I'm really excited for, like, all the jam explorations we're going to be doing with it this winter. Um, and that song is also, like, really personal to me because it's about... Um, I, I have a diagnosed OCD.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So that song is about going somewhere, going to a party, and just, like, fr- freaking out about all these things that are happening in the world... Um, it's, it's more about anxiety in general. Yeah. But then you're noticing, like, the people around you at the party are fine. And, like, they're not freaking out about things. And you're like, how the hell are you not? Yeah. Like, it's kind of that mentality. But, and kind of just, like, changing personalities at that party. And that's that's the idea of the song. Um, so the song's really personal to me. Right. Um, but it's also, like, this hard rock, AOR, this, like, thumping kind of beat. Yeah, it bumps. And, um... It's my favorite solo transition we've ever done. Like, we would this key solo into a guitar solo. Ben just nailed the drums. Like, everything just uh. clicks in that song. <laughs> um,
1: and Nate sucked. No. Yeah, the bassist. Let me <laughs> tell No, I'm
0: kidding. Let's talk about bassists. Hold on. No, let's air this out. We're going to air out. Th- anyway.
1: Um, Don't edit this so out. That, no. That's I'm our not-
2: most recent thing. And then we've got... When we release the EP as a whole, it'll have one more new track on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to kind of go in the conclave and write some more stuff.
0: So when's the when's the EP release as a whole?
3: We, we don't have a direct date, do we?
2: We're getting... Steve's finishing the mix. Yeah. He was not able to get it done before Thanksgiving. We're going to get mm. it by Monday, he said. And then it it'll come out before Christmas. Okay. It's All a right. little later than we intended, but... Steve got married, so we had to let him have a major life event. 100%
1: his fault. Yeah, I know. You just had to, like, live your life. Yeah, Yeah, I know. know, know. I guess
0: priority, whatever. So with, like, uh, if you don't mind getting into it, like, OCD, does, like, the music aspect of it help kind of? Like, did it help, like, was this a... How did did it become, like, when did you notice it was, like, a, a problem problem? Like...
2: When I was... 18 yeah um i accidentally started a fire yeah in my neighborhood that like no no one got hurt no house got damaged but it was we we had a bonfire in my backyard in like a portable pit yeah and overnight like i filled it with water and then like my friend slept over and then the next morning I, i went to drop him off at his house 15 minute round trip and i dumped the the uh por- portable fire pit all the soaking embers I dumped them on the side like in the rocks by my house okay and apparently the embers and the com- in the center core of those Weren't. were still going mm. and I came back and there were two fire trucks on my street putting out like my whole neighbor's fence and that neighbor was a dick too <laughs> like like fuck him but um yeah that and then after that, like, I've been really funny just about, like, checking the knobs on the oven, checking mm, the locks okay. on the doors. Like, it's... it's Is that what kickstarted it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. That uh, okay. started there. Um, uh, that's interesting. So it's, like, I know about, like, it's, you know, I know right. why, and I've come, like, a long way in certain aspects, but there's also a lot where it's, like, I'm still trying to, like, get more of a hold on it yeah but it's really around like locking doors there's a line in the song that goes i don't know how you do it keeping up your state of mind i checked the doorknob twice i checked the lock three times Mm. and it's just about that where it's just like like leaving for work in the morning sometimes is a real pain in the ass
0: yeah Um, yeah but that's that's fucking traumatic my dude like to like just think you're putting something out, you know. What I mean, to come back to it, even if the guy was a dick, you know what I mean? Like, well, that's still,
2: the whole, that's the whole thing. And like, I think the guys will tell you. Like, sometimes I'm a little heavy-handed about just like confirming things and making sure like everything's aligned in a way. But I'm like, in terms
1: with at this point, though. I mean, that's that's part of the. Uh, that's part of friendship. That's and part I, of the routine. And I appreciate you guys for <laughs> you know understanding that no, about we got me. You. But,
2: um, yeah. So this, not. All of our songs are, like, about me or my experiences or any of us in our own experiences. Like, some are stories, but that was, like, one of the first times, like, I wrote lyrics where it's, like, this is something I go through. Yeah. Um, That's cool. It was nice. It was different.
0: Yeah. Was there, like, a relief to that? Um, I'd imagine, you know, being able to, like, express it in a way.
2: It's more of an acceptance. Okay. Like, I'm just like, this is part of me, and, like, now it can be part of my art, too.
0: 'Cause like I think I, I talked with Pete Francis of uh, Dispatch. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh shit. And um oh, nice. he uh he was telling he had this bit about how he dealt with his um um his uh he kinda has a uh what's yes. the word? Um I'm just forgetting shit today. Uh uh bipolar. Yeah. yeah. He has oh, some like yeah, some but not like in the sense where it, I don't know. I don't know personally, but how what really came to what really helped him was kind of accepting it and learning that it wasn't like for himself, learning that like his uh, his like his mental state isn't like it isn't a, an end all, but it's just a thing. You yep. know, this is how I am and this is how I work around it. It's not like a, a, a death sentence or a or something, a, a final notice where like everything's over because now you got to hyper fixate on this this thing to figure out how you work. But other, it's just learning, accepting that, and learning how to make it work for what you want to do. It's like a, re- a rephrase of, like, how to look at a thing. And I was like, that's really
1: profound. Like, That's a crazy thing, actually, because, um, you know, Dave yeah. uh, just went through the, um, like, you know, like, you know, the anxiety issues that you go through and like, the OCD and whatnot. And, like, I don't think any of us don't have an issue of oh, some yeah, sort, we're, it's we're really all, interesting. We all have some cocktail, or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we all have these like uh different um, uh, mental like in like not in a bad way, but like mental um things that we have to go through. Like you know, I have anxiety. I don't have OCD. I don't think, but like um, you know, I have anxiety. Um, and uh, Nate, uh, you know, has his own hills. He's got a battle. Steve is allergic to everything, so he's got that. <laughs> Steve's his allergic mind. to,
2: like, six things. Like, yeah. we, if we take him certain places, he'll explode. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> we have to be careful. So, yeah, like, we can't you know, do that's the a house thing. gig. Like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's just the thing. Like, you know, and I think uh, because of, you know, I don't know, just how, like, weird and broken we are. Like, it kind of just all culminates into this, like, awesome, sarcastic. Yeah, absolutely. Dark. Like just awful uh greatness. So um
0: So is that the Chewy Center? Did we get to the Chewy Center? It's probably well, we may it.
2: just have like when we're a jam band, but like we never felt like we're part of like the j- you know jam yeah. band's like very much like a interconnect and we're we're part of it and like we've been welcomed by many people and like yeah. we have a lot of fans in that world and we, yeah. we friends and we, we love those guys. But, like we never felt like those like people who are in
1: that subculture
3: i would yeah. argue you still
1: don't feel like that because i don't
3: yeah i
2: i don't but i feel like we're welcomed there but i oh, don't no, feel like, like we live there
1: those are some of our people but like in, in terms of mentality um at least me specifically because i think i'm one of the most no steve might be the most estranged but um <laughs> one the of the strange. most estranged to like jam rock yeah. or jam band culture um steve definitely has me beat but um the thing that irks me about it is like the whole it's like
2: everything's <laughs> good vibes like we're all oh this good we're vibes the bad vibes ja- and uh, we, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we joke it's like we're the bad vibes jam- <laughs> bad, with, bad vibes jam <laughs> like i just it, it's so it, whenever i hear like somebody's like bad vibe good vibes energy like if you feel that way and, like, that's how you connect to the world, yeah. great. I'm not knocking you, or at least I'm not trying to. I'm sorry if anyone listening feels that way. But it's, like, my my interface with the world has been a much different thing. Yeah. and But that also has inspired me in a lot of ways. It's very much part of who I am. Yeah. And it's, like, I'm very much embrace all the goodness in you and, like, foster it. But also embrace the things that are, like, a pain in your ass and challenging and, like, your darker things and you can learn from those things too. And right. like, if that can all work in harmony, you could have a good life. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I'm not going to pretend that everything's all good vibes, happy, hunky dory, like, yeah, grateful you, dead teddy bears all the time. <laughs> no, I
0: definitely agree. And like, um, you know, like it's kind of like a Bruce Lee has this bit about, a, um, I don't, uh, don't pray for an easy life, but the strength to get through a, a hard one. And um, yeah, I'm super Bruce Lee nerd, so we can go, we can perseverate on this for a
1: while. That dude's but, a different breed. Oh, hundred percent. My god. But like,
0: um, but you, know, it's like the if you if you look look at a band like the Ramones, like genu- generally that music is uh, well, yeah, it's punk, but it sounds pretty happy. There's not too many times, like, there's a minor chord in a Ramon song. If there is, it, it, it doesn't last long enough to hear it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but each one of those guys had crazy quirks, too, and they're the most dysfunctional group of people, but they came together to make some of the most, like, upbeat, like, influential, influential music yeah. ever, you know? And, like, um, and at part of the time I think, like, people maybe in the jam scene, when they're seeing you, it is all good vibes, because right now, you know, it's good timing, like um i feel like that's a it's a good generalization to be like i enjoy that you know what i mean um but everyone's got their own weird thing they're going through like their their escapism to be there and being the good vibe they're not gonna you know bring it down and like uh because uh, we kind of get that vibe too like sea level we played um we played some festivals and stuff but not probably not as many as you guys you know what i mean like and like uh at least uh you know like we fit in that down realm but we also don't and like But I'm totally like I love
2: riding that vibe. Oh, absolutely! That 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 line, yeah, 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 for sure. Because like, walk
1: hard. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Walk hard.
0: (laughs) Walk hard. (laughs) 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 But you know, it's a beautiful thing because like, everyone in that scene's open. You know, like, what's cool about the jam scene is like, you can be like, if you look at how old Les Claypool is, or some of the Mm, older bands that are playing Grateful Dead music, they would not get the light of day anywhere else. You know what I mean? At least there's someone th- there's a group that's genuinely accepting music, there's, not the person.
2: There's a space where it's just like it's all about the music and yeah. like the energy you create.
0: Right. And like and like but also you know there's some there is some like typical things you fall into like you were talking about before. Like so it's it's everything in life is in balance, right? You can't yeah. have as you can't have good shit unless you have the shitty shit. And, and like when the shit's shitty it's going to be even better later, but you got to be in the shitty shit. And when the shit's good, it's going to get shitty. So ride the good shit, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's a weird, that's, that was my like high school, like life lesson. I remember having a house show in the garage at my house. And I think it was West Meadows. that was there. I think we did a lot of house shows with the, all over the place. And Dan Pickler, Dan Pickler. And, uh, it w- it wasn't the best turnout. And uh, we played a bunch of really good house shows and I'm like, Oh, this one's a bummer. But I was like kind of like well we get all the bummer shows you got to play all the bad shows for the good shows and it was just a weird like realization I had like in like Ninth grade or whatever Like yeah We gotta keep doing These shitty shows So we have that one Good one
2: The fact that you Like came <laughs> to that Realization in ninth grade Though yeah, it's know, kidding. Like, yeah We were like 25 When we came to that Realization Oh yeah <laughs> We wanted
1: to play Stadiums at By the time we were 18 Like That would be dope It would be dope that But it doesn't be... happen Very often <laughs>
2: Yet Yet You know it, it... That's such an Important mindset though Like some of the best Local shows I've seen Have been like 10 people in the crowd Right And the band just like Oh easily Doesn't give a shit And then you go see them again and it's like they're playing to 150 200 people who are rocking the fuck out yeah it's like they earned it
0: yeah yeah like, yeah well yeah and that's the thing too and like well what you talked about earlier being like in the scene that everyone's cool and like supportive and creative it's cool when you get to see your homies work pay off for them you know what i mean like it's badass that like like uh I'm trying to think of a. Uh, you know, among
2: the willows, they were. Yes, black- oh, yes, yeah. they're awesome. They're getting some traction, like, and they're, they're amazing. They're the nicest people. Oh, we they're love them. <laughs> yeah. like, they're killer musicians. Like, I just love seeing them. Like, they're starting to get noticed, like beyond Northeast Ohio. Right,
0: and they deserve it. Yeah, it's you know, so they cool. deserve it. And that guy, oh, 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 I can't think of John. John Lawful. His guitar tone, is so fucking good. It's just, it's painfully good. disgusting. Stevie Ray Vaughan is fuck. (laughs) They're so rad.
2: I love the Cleveland music scene just because there's, and maybe other cities are like this, but it's like there are so many different subgenres that all support each other, and they they can get away with being on the same bill. Right. But like, I don't, I don't know. It's just there's a really good supportive network of musicians that go to each other's shows and right like you know we we have a guy in a sludge metal band playing keys in a jam band and <laughs> but like he's a hundred percent himself in both instances like yeah shit
0: like that it's or cool. even just like i just i did a week a week-long benefit for a teacher no one had i asked you guys you guys had that gig and like which is totally fine you know what i mean like i wouldn't want to encroach in that but like
2: i'm gonna interrupt you real quick I love that you do that. <laughs> and, and, and we want to Oh like, I know you guys we, did. We, like we, I we knew. wanna make it happen sometime any, the... some cause. Like that is one of the coolest things happening and
0: Well thank pro- you. I appreciate that.
2: Props to you for doing
0: that. And I, I, I know like I know you guys would if you could've, you know what I mean like there's so many people that would if they could have and like doing a benefit thing that's the most I can ask for is a response, you know what I mean? Like so like but like just even seeing a a, a whole city for a whole week give a shit about a teacher they never had you know and a baby they're not probably going to meet you know what I mean like yeah. it's, it just it, it highlights that even more you know what I mean like we made $3,801 for the you know what I mean <laughs> I this. love
1: that denomination Just three. What I do don't you? know why it was one but
0: it was that's, that's the perfect. final I like, love that <laughs> someone donated a dollar fuck we'll take oh, it fuck. thank you <laughs> every little bit helps but you know what I mean like in a community that can support that and get behind that And So it just, musically in the fun part That's just the music part It's totally gonna blossom And like, I don't know, we're definitely lucky to be You know, around people that care and support And like, in in an environment Where you can cheer your homies on And not be like, why aren't Why aren't I getting attention out of northeast Ohio What the fuck, you know (laughs) They changed their name, that shouldn't happen for them You know what I mean, like, we've been rocking this forever (laughs) You know what I mean, like You can easily get in that mindset, but
2: Cleveland and just the Rust Belt in general is, like, um, somebody I work with at the Food Bank pointed this out. It's, like... Was it they, Phil? They lo- no, it was not Phil. <laughs> um, Phil's great, but... <laughs> it was not him. Um, we, we lo- As much as we love the shit on this city and this, like, we have this, like, Northeast Ohio-Cleveland attitude, like, when the shit hits the fan, we're, like, the first, as a people, like, we want to help. Yeah. Like, even when we disagree, like, we want to help at the greater cleveland food bank when all the people started getting laid off um and needing like food assistance for the first time in their life the the crazy amount of donations that came in yeah like one thing i like to say that like most people don't know one of the first giant checks that came in after the shutdown started baker mayfield like immediately just like here you go oh that's dope like that is one of the first big checks like just that, that's the attitude, and I'm glad that exists in the music scene as well, yeah. and I'm glad you're helping to curate that.
0: Well, is it, well, you're part of it, we're all part of it, Hell you know? Yeah. Um, did you guys do anything with uh, the Cleveland Family Meal?
3: No. Okay. What's
0: up? Uh, my friend Ryan, um, he does a, he's got his own restaurant, like a pop-up thing going on now, um, Fat Boy, Sammy's, um, he did this thing called the Cleveland Family Meal with a, uh, the Summer House restaurant which is a spinoff of the Greenhouse like all the guys from there started this other thing the shutdown happened so they had all this food and they would make all this food and they would leave it at in Akron and Cleveland they had two stops and it would just be for people who were out and like I think they were getting donations from the food bank because Ryan knows Phil and like it was Was
2: was Danny Waz working with
0: that? It could have been I don't know Um, I only knew Ryan, but I knew it was just a badass thing that happened right That's from so the rip. Cool. And they were cooking all day, cooking all this food they couldn't they couldn't serve just to give out, which was super badass. So th- I don't know. We're we're super blessed to be in like doing cool shit and knowing like the thing we want to do, which is like organized sounds and like. Um, but to kind of the kind of tie it up and wrap it up here, because we've been going for a minute. Um, <laughs>
2: this has been awesome. This is our yeah. longest podcast ever. Yeah, right. No yeah. kidding.
0: It's been super flowy. the only bumps we've had is moving the mic, and that's nothing Hell yeah um is there is there a chewy center? I was joking at it before when you guys were saying it's kind of everyone's mushy gooey shit that they're working <laughs> through coming together to make some uh, tasty jams, but like um uh, what should be on the it should be on the wrapper for the 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 chewy center candies you make that you sell at your merch
2: <laughs> contains lead
0: contains lead but is there is there a reason for like what is the chewy center?
2: Um, very quickly, a we, fluke. we did not yeah. know what our, we didn't know what to call ourselves. Yeah. So we had like a group chat where we were just like throwing in joke names and we had like almost 500 names. <laughs> and <laughs> when we had to pick a name, Chewy Center was none of our number one, but it was in all of our top five. We just kind of liked how it sounded. Um, we it's definitely, alliterate. it's kind of, you know, we were almost the, my, my favorite was the comedy roast of Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. But, um, we kind of grew into the name Yeah. and I mean at the end of the day like Chewy started because Nate, Ben and I like not only love playing together but we just love sending memes to each other and just like goofing off and hanging out and when Steve joined the band it was like he was it, it was like he had been part of that for ten, the 10 years prior like he just fit in and jumped right in and I, it worked I don't know if anyone else could have done that yeah um, it's like I guess to me, the Chewy Center is as long as we're all friends and like having fun and just like poking fun at each other and,
1: I don't like you guys. Yeah.
2: We have a Minecraft server. <laughs> we do. We have a Minecraft server that the band operates, and we all kind of took on, like, the roles we are in the band, we took on in the Minecraft realm. <laughs> Which is way too funny. That was not uh, that planned, sweet. but it worked. Like, <laughs> That's I'm, awesome. I'm the neurotic one organizing all of the materials. Ben is doing daring shit. Nate's <laughs> off by himself building something beautiful and not telling anyone, and Steve's like, I made a machine that turned seaweed into experience points. Like... <laughs> Um, it's some shit. <laughs> that's badass. I, <laughs> no, but, like, I I couldn't... I know some bands are, you know, they're not always tight. Like, they just come together for the music, and that's yeah. great. But I, I've i never... Like, I can't imagine that for the Chewy Center. Like, as long as we're all tight and, you know, we butt heads. Especially Ben and I. But...
1: Oh, yeah. From time to time, we get at it.
0: Is it. Is it what? Is it more musical? Is it more, like, show-based? Is it, like, just get into the gig type shit no that
2: that that's how you know it's real friendship then but (laughs) it's always at the end of the day it's always stupid
0: (laughs) well and the fact that you can rationalize it like that you you know and that's the thing to make this work to make the band thing work you're not going to get paid you know you got to enjoy it's got to be like i'm having fun making music with my friends and that's what is shared you know what i mean that's what people pick up on like oh these guys are having a good time You know, like, I want to hang out with these guys because they're fun. Like, even when you watch, like, videos of the Beatles, they're fucking around. They're having a good time. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, they may all hate Yoko or whatever, but they're, like, you know what I mean? They're having a good time. Like
2: Oh, that's awesome. When we were at the Winchester this last time, like, there was there was like space for me to walk up like on the platform next to the drum. Oh, that there cool. usually never is. Yeah. So like I got to go up there and like, I, I was just playing and Ben and I were looking at each other and I could just like hit the guitar and one of the cymbals, Like Yeah. It's like, it the, was so cool. Little Those little <laughs> moments and yeah. like Nate, you know, Nate being the mad conductor in the middle yeah. and like Steve statting all the crazy sounds like oh, we, we love doing it. And like, we love that we're doing it together with these people. Yeah. Um, I guess, that's the chewy
1: center to me hundred uh, percent agreed
0: that's badass 100%. i think well is there anything else you guys want to plug any shows coming up this i don't know this may be more aimed towards the e p release yeah um, so
2: we um we will be releasing the e p in full um so that's the songs we've released up till this point this fall plus one new song um it is called it'll be the l l c
3: mm-hmm so, nice. So, so community
2: uh, college, the the Chewy Center LLC will be out by the end of the year. Um, it's on Spotify, Apple, all that. If you want to, you know, see what we're doing, um, follow us on Instagram um, at the Chewy Center. We're the Chewy Center on all social media. Um, so we're gonna get that music out, and then we're gonna spend winter writing some stuff. Nice. And then uh, February, March, April, we're gonna creep back out into the into the scene a little bit hit the scene Beautiful. hard
0: awesome well we got to do a we got to do a c-level gig with y'all and we got oh, we got yeah we got to put some stuff together but
2: we
1: would love to do that
0: man. hell yeah well thanks for hanging homies
1: oh absolutely thanks, thank you